Hi, welcome to Agora Community Radio, the podcast for artists in the animation industry who want to listen and learn on the go. This episode is from our A Conversation With series, where we invite pros from all walks of our industry to have a chat with us about their background and experiences, and then we finish it off with a little Q&A from the audience. You can always head on over to our website, agora.community, to watch the full video, or if you just want to listen to what we think are the most interesting bits and pieces of these conversations, you can listen to the Agora Bytes clips on this channel. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Sorry, I was actually just going and uh, grabbing a glass of water. Um, so, we are back yet again with another conversation with... And um, uh, today we have uh, Jorge uh, Vigera here from Anima Warrior. If you were with us last night, you would have heard us talk a little bit about that. Um, lots to talk about today um, for a variety of reasons. Jorge's got a long um, a background in animation. Um, and he now runs Anima Warrior. So um, it fits entirely with a lot of the conversations we've been having lately. Uh, this idea of diversification and, um, you know, um, you know, building a brand and um so uh, sort of well, i guess we're going to see that kind of conversation continue today so i'm going to bring on david as i usually do and we'll bring in uh, okay hello hey hey brent how you late again. was i i thought i was I, I was counting as i was getting a glass of water thinking that i was gonna get back in time was it like only a couple <laughs> seconds short or what i would say it was a six seconds that felt like oh, five minutes yeah <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure good so it's it, this is it was just, well, actually all planned i was just trying to build some suspense for uh, suspense for today's show did yeah. it work because okay. i mean on my side i have no idea if you're either drinking a glass of water or you just fainted out Asked of excess, no, excitement I'll... for having our guest today so it could it could have it could have happened it's it's true could have went both ways it i'm glad have, it was yeah, for the just, best roll the dice but i came back so here i am um so uh yeah we have hori on today uh, which is really cool um and um uh, i mean do you, you want to say something before we bring him on or we want to just sort of usher him in uh i mean we 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 had him at the uh, 24 we did. hour uh, we challenge did. that that was already a great conversation and i remember back then that we're like okay we absolutely need eventually we might do a weekly you know uh, a thing and we definitely want to uh, have him are. again so i'm 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 glad that he accepted the invitation uh and you know there's there are so many elements in his background and current situation that is so in sync with a lot of the discussion and the question that we have from uh chatting people in in the industry right now of going uh, you know, through the process of being a professional artist, going yeah. through a lot of ex different experience and deciding at some point what's next. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, to this one. Let's do it. Here he comes. Ready? Here we go. Mr. Jorge Vigera himself. Boom. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the best I got. I, I don't have like any fancy, uh, you know, explosion effects or something like that. So I just do boom every once in a while. Boom, like that. No, yeah. I, I like it. I was really enjoying seeing the two of you guys talking. Uh, talking about you. <laughs> yes, it's, it's yeah. like, okay. Like... And you can't defend yourself because you're back there. You got no mic. It's I difficult. was actually wondering, does that happen to everybody who is in the background waiting? Like, you know, is there, is there saying good things in the back? It's like, mm -hmm. okay, how are I supposed now to show up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, that's a great idea. We should do an edit of all the videos, those one minute of everyone waiting as we're talking Awkwardly, about them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are they going to say? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. 
It'd be even better if we actually could cut your 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 sound so you have no idea what we're saying, and then we just bring you in and be like, "Hi, we're all laughing, like we were making big jokes. You have no idea what the hell the joke was. You're just like, ha ha, yeah. Oh man, that'd be good. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, um, I don't like what they do in 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 in, in ex, the sex shows where you know the people do like talent shows and they're in the yeah. background. People, yeah, are... yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We should have like a special like, getting like, ready oh. cam. Yeah, exactly. We could put it up in the corner. It's like uh, here we have Jorge in the background. We know he doesn't know we have a camera on him, but there he is. Just you know, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, we we like to start those with a quick uh, recap of you know your uh, your background. So for so for those that might not be familiar with uh, yourself, so we we. As I said, those an hour and a half goes super fast. So we try to not go into a 20 minutes detail of your glorious career. <laughs> if it, what would be the two to five short version uh, of it from the moment that you decided to, yeah, this might be something I want to do in life to where you are today. Whew. Well, before anything, <laughs> first, let me, let me thank you guys for letting me uh, be here. Of course. I, I didn't have the opportunity to say it before even in the background. So. So thank you for that. Um, summing things up, I guess I would, I would, I would, I would start. I've been, I've been telling this story so many times that um, huh. I, I always try to make it not, 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 not so boring. But I guess that uh, I was, I started in this career of animation, not really wanting, or looking to be like an animator. The animation came out out of out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily for myself, I, I, I studied on animation uh, in a studio where there was a couple of animators back then that had a, like a lot of experience that mentored me, me and a few other peoples back then. So I was lucky back then to experience a little bit of classic mentorship, you know, through just working and being part of a show and, and by the kindness of somebody just, hey, come here. You're doing things very bad. Let me show you how to do things properly. And uh, and I did that, yeah, for for like uh, more or less like uh, ten years around Europe, working in different studios, um, different shows, different formats, till I finally came to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And um, that was for Sony Pictures, and that was uh, when. I started to question things and to burn out a little bit and to start to pay attention to different aspects of the profession in animation, like people, not so much about the projects itself of the creative aspects, but more the people, the, um, the conditions that it comes with it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and little by little, I started to step away from it, uh, doing different kinds of things. I go into studying some other stuff. Um, Till I recently, recently, like three years ago, I decided to to say, okay, I think that my, my time is to do something else, look for new projects and create something that is more aligned to my vision. Mm -hmm. Before that, I have to say, I was very lucky. I had the opportunity to explore different projects here and there. I came, I went back to Spain to do some VR with friends. I came back to Vancouver to help Stellar Creative Life. I don't know if you guys heard of them but now they're like booming out there they just released this trailer from the marvel what yeah. if 
mm-hmm. it's fantastic to see how they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in three, four years, they just boom, they're doing all that. So I helped them to yeah. create that studio and um, and I explored different different other studios. So it was a nice kind of like researching. The mean, meanwhile, I was mm-hmm. uh, creating the setting up for Anima Warriors. And then three years ago, I said, okay, this is the time. Yeah. To, to launch to launch things. I have to say, it, I didn't do it like, it wasn't called Anima Warriors at the very beginning. I was more narcissistic, so it was my name. <laughs> Jorge, Jorge Vigaras, Jorge Vigaras. Narcissistic <laughs> or lazy, which will give you a little bit of both. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I, purely I'm, narcissistic. I, I'm, it's purely narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It, it's interesting because as, as you mentioned, you didn't necessarily chose animation. It's almost like it's something that uh, uh, that happened. I remember even w- myself when I got out of school, I was hired by a studio here in Montreal called iStorm uh, that hired me as a lighting artist because, you know, I had decent lighting stuff in my showreel and this is what they needed. And the day, the Monday morning, I was about to uh, to, to start, uh, the, the phone is ringing and they're basically telling me, uh, don't bother, we're actually closing down the uh, the, the studio. Uh, literally the same day I called a friend that was working at other studio and said, yeah, come pass. And they needed animators. So I just was ah. hired as an animator and became an animator. So that's kind of, So David, know. there's a part of the story I don't understand. So what, what was ringing? Oh, the phone. What? So- <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. You know, this thing that Nothing. used to be attached on the wall and yeah. there was a wire that you could, yeah. uh, and people would speak. I don't, yeah. I don't know such things. I, I don't know. I, know. I, I went to a museum once and I saw one. I'm yeah. just kidding. So, so, sorry for, thank you for putting back on my radar that yeah. maybe yeah. a lot of the no, audience are, are not familiar. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. With it, uh, but yeah. So, how, how is it with you, George? At the very, very beginning, is it something that you fell uh, in love with? Is that something that you just did until eventually you? How, how was the early beginning of young Yorgie working in animation? Um, to be honest, to be honest, I needed a job like desperately. I don't want to get too too much into drama stuff, but I was having basically problems in in in. In my family home, so I needed, I needed, I needed, I needed a work, and I needed to do something, uh, to find something somewhere. And somehow, this happened even before I finished uh, my 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 school studies. I was like, I was a student in this in this school. Um, uh, it was like a like a private private studies, and six months before, I was like a, a personal crisis there. Like okay, I need to get out of my house, and I need to find a job. And then I got I went to my school. I got a po- I saw a posting, and you know the the nice job post. That's this is another thing like uh, it used to happen before, not anymore. Like like a physical uh, cork where with papers on, on it, and they were looking for they were looking for a junior. And it all happened in, in within days. Uh, so I, I can say that basically, uh, because of my personal situation, animation saved a little bit of my life because I needed to get out of my uh, my house. And so I moved into a new place, new job, first job within, I think it was within two weeks, something like that, like boom. Yeah. Um, so I got into that job because I needed it. And um, yeah. I was Did lucky and I was like, did you have any idea of what you were getting yourself into? No idea. 
of course, no idea. I had no idea my first job doing, I didn't know, um, first, actually, first job interview that I had related to the industry. You know, my dream was to be a director. And sometimes I have that. <laughs> it's, it's still there. It's still somewhere. It's still, it's still there. I might explain the way to do it. But um, studying a direction was very expensive. It's still very expensive with the times that we live, it is a little bit more affordable, I believe. But back then, my belief it was, I don't know, for a Spanish family, like 60,000, you know, and then my family that not necessarily had a lot of money. So I went into a study like graphic design and, um, and uh, digital, digital production or digital creativity, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I had a little bit of animation. So my experience doing animation was very limited. And, um, and all I have in my head, and I'm sure we, we can talk about this for, for, for hours, was the um, how to do background videos from Pixar's and DreamWorks back then that was putting everything like it was like a beautiful kind of like a, um, yeah. thing to do. So I was expecting something like that. Never came. But, 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 but you know, that was a little bit like, like what, I was, what, I was, what I was looking for. Yeah. And, um, and assuming that you had a fairly, you know, successful career and, and you know, became a, by industry standard, became a really good animator at the highest level, starting from, you know, barely knowing what you were doing at first. You have some of those moments that you realize that, oh, I'm, I'm becoming, becoming better. Oh, now I think I'm actually good. Oh, I'm th I think I'm actually really good. Do you have some of those moments that you remember and <laughs> what, what made you get to those different milestones? I think, I think it was, I think it was the capacity of having fun. That was the that was the moment. I don't know if you experienced that. I didn't have fun. I don't know if you guys if have done it, but I didn't have fun in my first seven seven eight years of career. Hmm. It yeah. was still a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I was muted. Uh, what 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 was what what was that for, like in your in your mind? Like why did you, did you isolate exactly what was causing the lack of fun? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a lot of. Part of it, there was a lot, a lot of ambition, mm -hmm. like trying to be good and become better, comparing mm -hmm. myself to others. Okay. So, like, I also I re, I remember myself being in a position of of trying to trying to cruzar el charco in Spanish, that is to cross the seas and become. Mm -hmm a Hollywood animator or something. So I was really putting myself into the pressure of doing that as soon as possible, right? And that was not fun. I mean, even though I appreciate that somehow that pressure that I put into me right. uh, is, is, is what helped me to be now in the position that I am today. Um, back then, I remember like the pain and the suffering and the... Yeah, so, you're just... so then one... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just saying, just because you were just you had your eye was on the prize, and you you kind of forgot to stop and smell the, the smell the roses a bit, right? Like you just were instead of enjoying the the the, the process and the craft, you were focused and like single minded on a goal, and that's what made that's kind of sucked the fun out of it. Yep, yeah. absolutely. 
Yeah. And do you feel Absolutely. that you were actually improving faster when you started to enjoy the, 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 the process? Is there a correlation between the fun and the improvement? You know, actually, what I think that happened is that I start, I stopped paying attention to how much it was improving because that was my focus. My focus mm -hmm. for the first few years was to improve, 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 get good at, get recognized, get my, you know, looking at looking at how many people was looking at my reel. Oh, mm -hmm. like oh, two thousand, oh, three thousand people. Yeah. No, um, I realized that that wasn't helping. So the the thing that I then what I did was to start to enjoy to have fun mm. that was the big the big moment that i remember myself i was mm. starting to work on popeye in the short film of popeye mm. at, at sony we just finished <clears throat> hotel t1 and another couple of shows and that was when i was starting to crash down like running into not being happy and uh, realizing about how things things that i was doing bad in the way that i was or how the compass that i was using in my life um was not great. Mm. So in my profession, and the way I readjusted was deciding to to use everything, all my skills, to have fun. So that was the change. The change was, oh, now that I can have fun and to decide to start paying attention to what other things is when I started to realize at the same time that people was liking my 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 work mm. in a different way. Mm. Um, and also I could do the things that really I was looking forward to do. Mm. As opposed to things you felt that you had to do, you were doing things that you wanted to do animation wise. Yes. I'm curious, yes, yes. I, I, hopefully you don't mind me digging in this a little bit more because I find it particularly interesting and very valuable for the people that are listening, this epiphany that you had, like, what did that look like? And like, like, cause it sounds like you, the, the version of the story that I hear now is that you were, you were grinding yourself into a pulp because you were focused on being like the best. And that's what you were doing. And you were probably overworking yourself. You probably weren't giving yourself enough rest. You probably weren't giving yourself enough latitude to just actually enjoy everything. You were just so focused. And then you had started feeling a bit of a crash. Like you started to have doubt and you started to wonder, you know, you probably were not feeling so great about all that. And you were probably tired. And I'm just curious how you made the connection that seemed to save your love for animation to go from that, 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 that sort of steel, steel focus to suddenly like you switched, like, what was the, like, how did you, how did you bridge that? Like what, what, what went off in your head that said, Oh, I just need to let go of these things or I need to do things differently. I need to work somewhere else. I'm curious what it was. Well, I wish I could say it was one thing and one morning that I woke up and I said, yeah, 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 sure. Damn it. Um, Here I was thinking you had the secret of life in your, in your bottle. I'm a different person. Uh, or I took uh, a peel I guess or something. I'll have, to, I'll have yeah. to bark up another tree, I guess, for that, that answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you find somebody who knows how to yeah, approach yeah. those kind of epiphanies faster, please let me know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess that I I had to I did I did therapy. I had to run into therapy. Well, first okay. I started actually I got into this into meditation and relaxation oh, techniques. Interesting. Which is something that we 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 teach a lot and actually myself I'm starting to 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 become a therapist one day. Okay. Uh, but uh, that was something that helped me a lot. Therapy, meditation, relaxation techniques and the everyday of 
putting myself in the grinder, you know, and uh, mm. and to mm. heal my my heal the shit that was making me. Can I say? Can I say those kind of you words? Sure, you yes, sure can. Uh, because I'm it's Spanish. I'm, I'm, I'm full of <laughs> yeah, those. Exactly. Yeah, the English swear words are just like me saying "ah poop," you know, like. <laughs> I went, when I when I moved to Montreal, it was really funny because I would be I'll never forget the first day that I was actually invited. It was actually Rick Arroyo, actually. I, I was invited to his house, his mom's house. His mom was going to cook for a bunch of us. Right. And we we're hanging around this table. It was a whole pile of us because we were all from like the same animation team. And I remember at one point. Um, you know, there was somebody, I can't remember, it was probably Marco or somebody, someone, someone just started, or Philip, maybe someone was dropping the, the, the F-bomb, like left, right, center. And I just come to thinking, because I was I was in my early 20s, right? So I'm thinking, right. like, is, is, is mom's cool with this? Like, if my mom, <laughs> if I start dropping F-bombs at my table, my mom would not be impressed. And then it was just a weird culture shift that I needed to make. But um, yeah. <laughs> It's now awkward when I go back home, so I'm used to using words that I probably wouldn't normally use because I because they don't mean anything here, and uh, yeah, people kind of give me a look like, really, Brent? Like, how's the trailer park that you live in, buddy? Like, what's going on? Oh, oh sorry. Uh, uh, but that, that's super interesting. Uh, you're getting to to hear that uh, that that version, and and you know, <laughs> it, it's almost like once you got the ego out of the way, because the ego wants the approval of others, so you end up not being super original, and you don't really create your own art you create animation that you think that others will look at and value so it's almost like you're not really creating what you want to create to create what you think others will, will like and mm -hmm. when you just make the mental leap of you know what i i'm at a point that i'm a good animator which means that you know mm -hmm. I, I have nice poses i have you know i i do my in-betweens well i can polish my animation well now let's let, let me do what what I really want to do and come in. And this is when originality and creativity is uh, is growing. And, and I agree that once you kind of remove this burden from your shoulder yeah. and you embrace it, it becomes way more fun. But it, it, it you need to be open to criticism and some weird idea or not going <laughs> to work at all. And you'll be like, all right, well, this one in the garbage, let's start over. But some of them will be gem that people will remember when you say, oh, I did this shot. Uh, it, because they will become memorable because they're original. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same as like 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 talking, and where you have any kind of. To me, actually, creativity is like any kind of relationships. You relate with others through creativity. So, be yourself, dude. That's what people say. No, so be if you are yourself when you are talking with somebody like us. Do do the same when you are being creative and when you are doing animation or whatever other kind of art that you do. With. Yeah. That's gonna transpire somehow. Yeah, I think what's make it make it challenging for professional artists is the the structure of you know there's a team and there's approval and there's deadline and there's you know salaries and there's expectation and you have all of this that and at the beginning when you're at a junior level it can be you know yeah. frightening or a little bit oppressing to deal with all this so you just want to it's you know survival mode you you it's okay to not be super original i just want to survive and be fired so i'm okay. going to do what i think people will expect me but over time you need to get out of this uh, and get out of your comfort zone and say you know what yeah. screw this i'm just going to do something that i think is amazing and i hope that <laughs> others will, will find the same yeah um, uh, 
I'm, I'm really impre- I'm really impressed with the uh, just want to touch on this before we move on too far beyond it but um this this um this idea of 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 bringing mindfulness into your into your life on a regular basis with with meditation it's it's interesting because it makes sense right that's kind of what you needed because the whole thing about mild, mindfulness is that you need to quiet your mind for at least for a little bit and like and, and so it, it would almost give your brain space to maybe like the part of your heart could maybe have room to tell the brain, okay, Mr. Ambition, um, you know what? Like, can we, can, can I take the wheel for maybe a a couple hours? And maybe that's, maybe that was it. Maybe just that. Like, did you, do you see a correlation between the sort of the meditation that you were doing and maybe the beginning of the ascension for you to be back in in a, in a a more happy, more productive, more creative uh, Yorge? Was, was that at the beginning? Yeah, no, no. Oof, so I wish. Be... Oh, <laughs> no. It came in late. No, no. no. So, so, so that's one of the things that I should say is that that's why at the same time that I was starting to do meditation and, and yeah. going to different practices, I was also doing therapy okay. and learning about self therapy. Okay. So, for the very beginning, of the first few years, uh, meditation was supporting me, let's say, my, my purge. My just heard, getting out it. all the so Get meditation all the toxic also, stuff out. Yes, yes, yes. Because you know when you meditate and you during that this, which is basically a, a practice of observation and, and awareness, yeah. uh, you can see, of course, you 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 have the chance to see yeah. that beautiful part of yourself that comes out, that heart that speaks out. Right. But at least in my experience, what happened is that mm-hmm. my heart says said. Wait, wait, wait a little bit. I think that you have first to work out a little bit with all this crap that <laughs> you this, have accumulated. All this luggage the years. back here. <laughs> yes, yes. So <laughs> let's let's start with that, and then and then I'll happy to jump in once that you pay attention. Right. To oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. So, so okay. So it was first so, getting rid of all that negativity and all those things that were kind of in the way of happiness, and yeah. then you could. No, yeah. and, and then at certain point, yeah, you, at least in my experience, I started to have the space and the opportunity to to enjoy but it was very interesting because even in even in creativity and in animation and all that that craft that was coming out even though i did my best to be a good person even though i was just trying trying to you know not pay so much attention to those things like the narcissism my ambition mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. um it still come out unconsciously it still come out so thanks to meditation and thanks to the mindfulness and all that uh, I, I help myself to realize about these games that interiorly sometimes the mind plays with you. It's like, oh, you think that you are not self-important or you think that you are narcissistic? No, you still are. Here it goes. <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, and I'm still animating and throughout those first few years, I'm still animating thinking, oh, yeah, I'm pure-hearted. Sure. I'm amazing right now. Right. No, no, dude, you are yeah. doing this again with the same reason. <laughs> Right. But you got a reflex to catch yourself, which is the important thing yeah. before you would just let that sort of spiral and like roll down the mountain like an avalanche. And then you just did that's it. It just took over where now you at least had a mechanism to, to, to be self-aware enough to realize what you were doing and try to reset yourself and recenter yourself, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the beauty of, of the practice of meditation. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I would say one of the impressive thing with meditation when you're starting is that be- before starting, before trying, you have no idea how much things are going on in your head until you sit down you close your eyes and you force yourself to think about nothing Mm -hmm. which is i mean for me was practically impossible 
for a few months. I was like, how can people think yeah. about anything? I was able to think about nothing for like three seconds and then all it would come back. And, and, but uh, I agree, this is when you realize, oh, okay, why do I always have those ideas? Why this, this, this? And some of it is very constructive and positive. Other things are less so, but it brings awareness of, okay, I need to chill and calm down and I need to, take control of you know what we call this monkey mind because it's chaos in there it's mm. just yeah. mayhem with monkeys mm. throwing shit at each other during the entire day and i just need to now i'm monkeys, aware of it and you have yeah. monkeys throwing flinging shit at, at, at each other in your head too it's not just oh, me constantly oh, okay that makes me feel <laughs> I better i, thought it was I have going. gorillas i have gorillas oh geez okay <laughs> Zebras okay. and elephants. Got and it. Uh, That's why you needed industrial style meditation to deal, <laughs> deal with those industrial st size monkeys. I get it. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, awesome. <laughs> but uh, Jorge, um, uh, because you you were quite open with you know the the the, the time when you were having Vancouver in the production, and at some point the professional uh, exhaustion that uh, uh, kicked in, uh, and that was you know after the meditation and after the self awareness and, and all that. So there's. You know, a, there's almost nothing that can prepare or prevent those kind of situation to to happen. So, and that's a question that we had often in the last few weeks from the uh, for, from our audience is is you know the uh, life work balance, mental health, overtime, how to deal with you know production that demand uh, crazy hours. How so? Basically, just to get a better idea of of uh, how it was for you, what led to this. A moment and how did you realize that oh my god i think i do have a professional exhaustion or you know uh however we, we you want to call it like what were the symptoms sort of like what yeah what what led to to that and what symptom made it clear to you that okay i this is happening i need to do something about it you want me to talk about my tics and all of them and the is that you can if you want. If that's not, if that's not too weird, you can totally take about that. Talk about it. Uh, actually, maybe maybe I went in the direction for for some time. Uh, I was just you know at least at least in the way I started to fill it out, it was having issues with everything in my life. Uh, and the problem of of it is also is that there is part of part of the part of the phenomena, at least in what I've been experiencing and learning. Is that when you are going through burnout or anxiety or stress, is that it comes with a big unawareness of it? Like something is going on in your life and you don't really know what is what is going on, but things are starting to crumble down. Like I remember, first thing that comes to my mind is issues with my partner. For example, I was living with somebody else back then, and and things weren't things weren't going well, and I started to have some some pains in my neck, pains in my head, headaches. We're mm -hmm. starting to be a strong game. My body wasn't feeling good. Mm -hmm. um, the emotional struggle every day, right? And, but all this, all this, it, it comes out uh, like in a cloud of madness, as, 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 as you guys were saying before. This is all chaotic noise. That's why you see the meditation and when you start to observe about it, you start to grasp a little bit of how chaotic that was. So, uh, yeah, you, at least in, in myself, I start to feel like lots of things are not going good. I don't know mm -hmm. why. Um, and luckily for myself, I had a friend back then that he was already doing meditation and uh, mm. he planted the seed and started me to help me to mm. see that, ooh, 
uh, maybe something mm. is going on that I have to start working out in this way. And do, it wasn't do you, something clear. Do you feel it was mainly the number of hours at work or it was more the, the stress and anxiety that was coming from the demand uh, uh, of the project? You know, I would love to say that it was somebody else's fault. Like, this, this is the industry. This is the system. It's all <laughs> the fault of the system. But to be honest, uh, myself, I, 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 I've come to learn that I was also guilty myself. I, I was the one who put myself in the situation of, because of my life history, because of my uh, condition in my family, the, the, how I grew up and all that. I started uh, creating a life that was based, as I was saying at the very beginning, based on ambition, based on fame. So first, I was the first one putting myself all that mm. pressure. Mm. Um, so that's a big one. Of course, I don't think that also the industry, and I would even say, but I don't want to get into cons conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. Things, but mm -hmm. I, I'd say that the that that the work system and all that is is, is not fantastic. It's not good. It's not yeah. ideal. It's, to, it's to find. If I might just jump in really quick, I, it, what's interesting about this, and I've seen we because we see so much burnout in this industry, I feel like it's unfortunate that the actual, un, like the unfortunate reality is, so many studios are set up to not necessarily consciously, but maybe indirectly, are like like they're they are breeding grounds or like outlets for people that are on that kind of curve. That's the problem. Is it because? It's like there, if if you don't have a good company culture, we talked a little bit about this last night on the Q and A with David. A good company culture should be aware of these kinds of things and see the patterns in their employees and try to curb this idea of workaholism and um and you know people that are driving themselves into the ground because it's not it's it's not sustainable for the yeah. studio because they'll have a high turnover rate and it's certainly not sustainable for the individual and so the problem is it is a two-sided coin it is for sure people that are ambitious will put themselves into those 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 positions at those studios um, but unfortunately, a lot of the studios are not prepared or not equipped to, to help curb it and to help support and help make sure that those things don't happen. They're like a vacuum for people yeah. that are ambitious and they, yeah. they're like a black hole. They just get sucked in and there's nobody that help kick them back out or help regulate it. That's, it's like a perfect storm, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not but, only that, go. Cool. No, no, go ahead. I was just about to say that in, in that line, what I think is even worse, Brent, is that <clears throat> Schools are taking over that philosophy and are starting to apply it to to students, and mm, that's 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 one of the things that we're starting to not do in anime. Whereas mm. you can see how schools they even call themselves, or part of the things that uh, the message that they, they that they that they spread is that they're getting students production ready. Yeah, and it. and and we can talk about this for a long time, but basically, by getting people production ready means being ready to. Yeah. First, to look at how to satisfy the vision of other people, mm -hmm. how to understand the system of the industry, and to and to just to just to Put do your what you're told, yeah, and and to do hours. Yeah, we, mm -hmm. they, they push people to do hours, and they yeah. in, in, introduce the people to you have to work a lot, and you have to take the effort to. Some yeah, some some students that comes to us, uh, it's a big conversation. The thing of of how how can I how can I get into an industry that hmm. that is so demanding? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, 
So, it, and I, I can also see the perspective from the studio side because I, I can imagine that, you know, yes, you want to invest in the well-being of your employees and the work-life balance. And ideally, you're going to do that for artists, technician, employees that are going to be there for many years. So, you know, all this, you can benefit from it. But the reality, there's a lot of people in our industry are just going from one project to another. I'm not even counting freelancing now uh, in that. So I can also see from the studio side that although it's important, it might not be an urgency because we're going to put guidelines in place for people that most of them will be in other studios two years from from now. Any uh, anyway, so I think it's a it's a big challenge for for studios to create guidelines that will protect their own employees from their own, you know, workaholism uh, uh, issues by saying, you know, no matter what happens, 50 hours is the absolute maximum, for instance, that you can yeah. stay in the uh, in the studio. Um, yeah. And not not just to the, to the artists, but to the management, the supervisors, to everyone in the hierarchy. So everyone is sharing the, the, the same vision. There's no way you can have a director that is free to work 80 hours a week that's not somehow be super tired and unconsciously do things that will lead others to not feel guilty of not doing the same it's it just not uh, yep. possible so it's it, it's a big big challenge that we have in our industry for for Absolutely. sure. And I'm not saying like what, just to go back on this really quick. I wasn't trying to suggest that these the studios are, are maliciously trying to do this. I mean some egomaniacs that drive companies, they might be building cultures like that, that, that because they might believe that that's how you succeed is by having a team, like an army of people that are just going to like drive themselves into oblivion in order to be the best. But I feel like studios like that often eventually become, they have like a burnout, a studio burnout. It's like the morale of the studio drops so low that it's like every, like, it's like the studio is burnt out in a way, like karmically they're, they're <clears throat> depleted. And I've seen this before. And these, these studios have a hard time. They end up having to almost completely refresh their staff in order to recharge, but then they just go right back and hit the wall again, because the, the same person who's driving the studio, they, it, it comes like, like David said last night, these, this kind of cultural stuff, it starts at the top. And it trickles its way down, right? It's like the person who runs the place is the one who everyone's going to emulate in some way because they are signaling the way that they want the, the studio to be run. I really, that that idea about the school, it's funny. I and mean, it's, it's amazing that it never occurred to me until you said that. That like, unfortunately, because the industry is like this, schools prepare people for that. And so we're literally teaching people. We're normalizing it. We're normalizing this idea of workaholism and this idea of, of, of um, you know, where the priorities, you're not the priority, the production is the priority. When in reality, how can the production be the priority if you're not taking care of yourself? Like it's, it's crazy if you think about it. And it's true. I mean, I went to Sheridan College. It was like that. I mean, people, there was even, a, it was even a kind of a thing of pride, these schools that are known as boot camps because they're like, it's like literally trying to be a Navy SEAL. Like they put you through hell and then the people that make it on the other side. And I've seen people burn out in these, these schools and they're broken people like they, they 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 like their love what they knew they felt that they were they wanted to animate and they flunked out of school not because they weren't gifted not because they weren't uh dedicated and not because they didn't love the craft but because they didn't make it you know mm. they ran out of steam and they had to ring that shame bell and like walk off the the the, the beach you know like it's to mm. me that's sad because it's like how do we change an industry if we're teaching if we don't we don't solve it right there at the beginning you know and teach people that it, there, there, there's another way there is actually another way 
Yeah. It's fascinating. Uh, uh, Jorge, I'm curious to know how much did this period of time in your career uh, had an impact on the decision to start uh, Anima Warrior? That used to be your own name for, you know, narcissistic reason, <laughs> as we explained. But how much, uh, was it already something that you had in mind and was just a final push that you needed? Is that something that you said, I need to step into something else? How, how did this transition happen? Yeah. Um, first, well, first, and I'll be super honest, first it was the needed to create uh, a way of sustaining myself mm -hmm. that would allow also uh, my creativity to keep going because uh, I'm a creative person, right? So I needed to find that combination of, mm -hmm. of, of you know, uh, bringing money in, but also um, create stuff and animate. Not necessarily animate. Probably, I'm not sure if... Uh, to me, animation is something that I really like, but what I'm really passionate about is creativity in general and all, all the shapes of it. Uh, so the creation of Anima Warriors was what came out, let's say, as a, as this kind of like, okay, I, I think that starting to teach and starting to create a character, for example, everything actually started a little bit with the idea of, okay, I want to create my own character, that character Rick. Uh, applying a little bit of the things that I like in a character and doing animations that I like with that kind of character and I start to teach in the ways that I like to teach. So everything started to go in that direction, like a step by step. It's not that at the very beginning I had the, the big idea of, of Anime Warriors. And then when when the classes were going good and the toy rig was, people was already familiar with it and, and all that was when I, I realized that the next step was to create something that was collective. And that was what we are still trying to do today. I like, I like Anima Warriors to be an experience or like a, a product of, of collective effort because that's how I believe um, creativity is, like a healthy creativity is, is by the conjunction of creative individuals that pay attention to their own creative needs mm -hmm. and creative, uh, let's say, satisfaction in a healthy way. That comes together and out of conversations, they create something together. That's how I'm understanding uh, team creativity these days. So yeah. that's how okay, okay, okay. I need, I need to, I need to create an entity that uh, or a body that can uh, that can hold that 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 vision together. And that's yeah. why I actually it's called Anima Warriors because um, being fancy. And, and and attempting attempting to look a very interesting person here, um, I can break down that anima warriors basically means um, fighters of the creativity. Anima anima is like is the Latin Latin uh, word for creativity, and you know, psychology is related to the feminine yeah. side and creativity and all that. And warriors is also another term that is used in psychology and people that. Uh, that let's say that is trying to do their best to be healthy and to self-realize. So that's mm -hmm. why we are fighters for being healthy creatives as a team together. Awesome. That's and a pretty members and students and all that. Yes, of course. That's a pretty pretty cool name, and it's a pretty good strategy to not have your name, so you can eventually just step <laughs> out and let you know others <laughs> can well, carry on with I'm, the vision. And on another on another practical level, it might be a little awkward when you try to brand Jorge Vergara, and then everyone's walking around with like T-shirts <laughs> that's got Jorge Vergara on it. Like I would do it, I would wear it. It would be kind of weird <laughs> that people would be calling me Jorge whenever I walk around. I, I, you know, but I mean, it's cool. I mean, it might just be a little bit weird. 
It was it would be a little bit weird. Overall, overall, I mean, I wouldn't mind actually if they managed to say my last name properly. Vigada, that would be fantastic. Hey, but is is that some sort of up. is that some sort of slight against me and my inability to to, to say people's names properly? Have you been watching the other shows? No, you think it's no, funny? No. I you know I'm you know it's it, I take it personally. It's it's difficult. It's hard being me. My disability of speaking uh, names. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting how you mentioned that creativity is involved in creating a a, a business because it, it's right at the end of the day it's not animation but it you start with nothing and eventually you have something so you know what is the name what is the logo what does the website look like what is the first character rig that we're going and all of those uh, are very uh very creative uh, uh, um, uh things that you have to uh to do uh, is there any gap in between what you thought would be needed to start a school and a business and how it actually was for you? Oh, so many things, man. <laughs> where like, to begin? I, I, yes, where to begin? I would go, I would, the first thing that comes into my mind is all the financial decisions, financial needs, needs, you know, the budgeting, the keeping in, keeping all the, numbers um, good so you know that everybody can be paid properly yourself but everybody who work with you everything everything around financial management that was for me like what are you talking about do i have to do numbers of all this <laughs> are you kidding me do i have to really go down to the day that this app comes in mm. when if to me it was just a, a uh, a number sometimes something that was going through my back my bike account and i didn't know anything too much yeah. about it yeah that for example that was a big thing mm -hmm. i don't know how you guys how you guys manage that because i know that you, you you've been you know working with agora and all that but i'm still learning every day about how bad how bad i've been doing numbers in my company yeah i mean for us we've that's something that I day one I said no I'm not going to do this part I'm going to find <laughs> someone that if not enjoy the process at least being competent to handle this uh, process so that's something I said okay I have my own skills and experience and strength <laughs> it's not, not with <laughs> money not, not... I'm going to let someone <laughs> deal with that yeah just yeah. give me an overview. Just let me know. Or, or can we still pay everyone? Yeah, for how long? Yeah, okay, that's, 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 yes, that's yes, all I yes. want to, to know. <laughs> I yes, know. I actually that's something that I that I that I, studying Animal Warriors. That's something that I tried to do for the very beginning. But um, bringing somebody bringing somebody in, and that didn't work out pretty well. So eventually, at some point, I have to jump in myself mm -hmm. and, and and do it. So. For some reason, life said, "Nope, this is something that you have to improve, my friend." <laughs> it's your penance. Yes, that's it's like, the yeah, yeah, you have to pay. Yes. <laughs> so that's uh, one of the that's one of the things that nobody tells you about how, about building businesses and all that. Right. Paying attention to those aspects. Yeah, it's yeah. When when you think about starting a business, usually you you think about the 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 either the fun part or the part <laughs> that you. Uh, that you think that you're going to enjoy, but you know you, you don't know what you don't know. There are so many things that you have no idea that you'll have to to deal with, and when you have to deal with them, it's usually too late to stop because you've been already working for a few weeks or a few months on, and it's like, okay, I just need to deal with this. So it's a, uh, it's you know, resilience is probably the number one quality that any anyone 
either starting a business or working on your own branding, some days you'll be super inspired and motivated and other days you will literally prefer to, you know, <laughs> do anything other than what you have to do. And if you don't do it, no one's going to do it for you. And guess what? You're going to think about it that you have to do it tomorrow. And so it's just going to be to be worst. Um, where, uh, how do you see uh, Anima Warrior uh, evolve from from here? Uh, and or at least how would you hope that it evolves in the uh, up upcoming years? Well, to be honest, we are in a very, we are in a moment that at least I think this week, we have become the Anima Warriors that I wanted it to be three years ago when I, oh, cool. said, when I said, boom. Um, because a part of when I was thinking about it first time, talking to people, starting to build things up, the, there was one main concept that, that I wanted to do. And, and there was two. One was, one was the possibility to teach animation from the creative uh, perspective, from the skill sets, building up the skill sets with, with um, like an intense kind of like teaching. Like, and that's the full training program, which is something that we launched very recently and we didn't have the capacity to do that till very recently because we were working in just doing a small classes, a small, you know, something that we could build up till the moment of that we could, um, that we can offer something that is more rigid, let's say that really embodies what we want to, the people to learn from us. And the other thing I was was the concept of of learning by streaming services, mm. uh, by subscription, which people just, you know, affordable and a flexible way people just can learn about animation. Because myself and I think that lots of people in the industry can tell how expensive it is to just get a glimpse of what it means mm. to animate, mm -hmm. right? Mm. And um, I'm happy to see, and I'm, something that I've been learning is that schools right now, they're catching up, technology is starting to be part of the schools every day, so people can start, or kids can start to practice animation and to do digital art now in the schools, which is fantastic. But even though um, um, it's still a big commitment, you have to guess that that's something that you want to do, and you have to pay a lot of money. Mm. right? So I always wanted to make Anima Warriors a platform flexible and accessible to for people to choose their own path to learn the way they want to learn. Either if it's with a rigid and a long-term program, like, like the one uh, we have, or just by exploring videos, doing it by yourself while you do other things hmm. uh, streaming, which is a similar concept of what you guys do also with, with Agora community. So uh, I'm... I think that so, sorry, I'm interested to know more about it. So what is this new streaming uh, service? So uh, basically what, what is provided and what is the difference in the uh, payment model than you know the usual enrollment? So till now, these days, what we've been doing is we've been offering our online courses, like mm -hmm. pre-recorded on demand. You can just buy one, for example, mm -hmm. and you have it lifetime. Um, and it comes with, some of them come with assignments, access to some perks like, um, open feedback, we offer the possibility to the people to come uh, once a couple of times a month and show their show their work and talk to uh, to the teachers. And this time is me. So it comes, let's say that the online course per recorded when you buy it per se is more expensive and it comes with a several mm. perks benefits for people, but only centered in that particular course, right? right. Mm. 
It's like an a la carte. It's like a, it's a singular course, like say creature animation, for instance, or something like that, or animating like Correct. really cartoony characters. Like it's a course, one single class. Okay. Correct. And you have it. You can always come back yep. and you can do it at the time that you want to do it. Okay. But with the, with the subscription mode, basically what we have is that you can access all the online courses that we have done uh, for the moment. Mm. But it doesn't come with all those perks. It doesn't come with right. assignments. It doesn't come with right. the possibility of certifications. So it lacks um, the interactivity, like as far as like be able to back and forth, like you, it's passive learning on your own at your own time. That's, that's okay. correct. That's mm -hmm. correct. Um, so basically what we're trying to do is to, to capture, let's say, the, the spectrum of the different rhythms of, or, or ways to learn that people may have. Some people may need something that is more passive, more flexible. So that's why the streaming mode. And some people may really want to go in deep, go all the way in, get three years of, of learning and boom, hmm. you have the other, you have the other, uh, the full training program, for example, something that is more dedicated. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and in terms of, uh, is there, do you see some students that, you know, because when you have an online school, you also by default building a little community, you know, in between the instructors and the students and all that. Do you see some communal project or some project that students uh, get together to 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 work? Is that something that, you know, hmm. uh, would be interesting to encourage among the uh, uh, your pool of uh, students? Yeah, yeah, that's that's let's say that's the next dream that we have. Now that more or less we are starting to beta testing the streaming mode and all that. The creative mind always goes to the next thing, right? Yeah. So, sure. <laughs> so one of the things that we would like to find a way uh, when, when let's say this this learning part of the or this learning side of Animal Warriors is well established and people is happy and everybody in the team is satisfied and the team and the students are good, is to find a way to create a uh, let's say some platform that uh, allows the creation in teams or allows the individual creativity. Um, and this can go in many directions. I have this conversation many times, but it's always the same. It's like we can go in so many ways because today, to way this, you, you can create in such a different ways, teamwork and not teamwork yeah. and get a, <clears throat> and get a, and get, uh, let's say an exchange uh, out of that. Because the goal would be, of course, what we really would love to do eventually is to facilitate uh, creative freedom so people can work the way they want to uh, work and and get up uh, get money out of it yeah. so these days they're they're growing now with the remote world with the concept of the tokens with the remote working and being able to bring people together and do short films unreal is catching up so that means the production stems are probably getting shorter and shorter so we can start to create more you know, more like uh, together. Uh, it's going in a very interesting direction. Yeah. How, yeah, you, how it's going to happen, I don't really know. But yeah, you, you're talking, like there's many schools that kind of prepare students to be production ready, basically making sure that this little box is going to fit exactly in the uh, the, 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 the hole that the industry uh, has created. So is there an aspect of it? If What would be Anima, Anima Warrior version of this kind of, being production uh, ready and how would yeah. it differ from I've, the traditional way of I have exactly the same question. I don't totally. I don't really know. Um I don't I don't really know because honestly I believe that this has to be a question 
that everybody involved in the team right now in Animal Warriors would have to sit together and talk about mm -hmm. it. Um, I may have some ideas, and of course, because I'm the director and all that, I, I will be the one saying, no, we're going to be doing this. Like, <laughs> and, uh, but, but eventually I would like this to be something that is like, like, common, like, like commonly created, because I think that's important. I think it's important that uh, whatever happens, it has to, it has to come a little bit, at least by um, a conversation of the main heads around Animal Warriors. If you ask me, I have many times the dream of what, what I propose, which is basically mm. a farm, or actually, or sometimes I have this idea of having, having a beautiful studio farm uh, with, uh, you know, with this tiny little, or like a hut, or like a village with, there is like food, people growing food outside. If you don't want to do animation, they can go growing food. They can do meditation, whatever, taking care of cows, taking care of horses or dogs or something. Yeah. And eventually gathering together when the synergy is good uh, and creating something together, for example, that that's, that, that, that that's crazy. I know why David's making a funny face right now because because we 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 often when we talk about a gore community. We have exactly the same vision. This idea he uses the term village, you just use the term farm. But I guess at the same time, it's the same thing, right? It's like can you support all these different versions of creativity and different even different crafts and the different parts of it, like to the point where you're just a place where people can go to safely learn with collaborative people that are in the same wavelength as you, as opposed to the workaholic wavelength you're more of a hey can we just sort of like take our time and enjoy this process by any chance yeah, yeah. yeah hey that would be yeah. fantastic yeah, yeah it would be nice wouldn't it be nice i'd like to live there if we could build can we make a planet like that not just a, a yeah. farm or a village and then we just <laughs> but, maybe we, we move there but you know brenda i think that actually is happening it's fantastic that we are having this conversation right now here and that you know you guys being some from our way and we don't know each other from some so long ago but having having similar conversations with people throughout the last yeah. few years, something is going on. I don't think yeah. we need to move mm -hmm. to move to a different planet. I think I think it will happen. Overall, with this explosion of the remote systems and the new pipelines that are yeah. starting to show up with the back yeah. new backends and all that. Yeah. True. We're going somewhere nice. Yeah, we're yeah. building a new world as right now. Like, and it's it's up to the people. Like, we can build it the way we want, right? Or we can let the same people who built the the broken world build it back up the same way. We have an opportunity to maybe build an alternate version of the universe that doesn't uh, doesn't suck people in and you know chew them up and spit them back out the other side. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's two main aspects that is slowly giving more power into the the hands of the uh, artist rather than the uh, corporation or however you 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 want to call it. First of all, there really is an abundance of work because mm -hmm. you know everything is going digital. I mean, VFX, video game, animated feature, new VR world that we're going to live in. Name it. I mean, digital artists are in high demand. So you know that's you know offering demand is kind of playing a little bit in our favor here. And now with the remote freelancing that just gained like a decade uh, uh, with the uh, with with the pandemic, it means that. Now, artists that might have the choice of three or four studio in their city now yeah. have literally all, <laughs> all thousands of studio that they can <clears throat> choose from. So, so there's a there's a power shift uh, uh, yep. right now towards more of the uh, artists that I've been observing for a couple of years, but in the last year, it just crazy accelerated. 
I think one of the yeah. things that makes a uh, your work miserable if if you do the same repetitive, uncreative task for a long period of time. If we can create an ecosystem that is going to allow where, first of all, there's all of those different projects, uh, which one would do you feel that you're most interested in and that's going to allow you to grow uh, as an artist? And even within those projects, create system that, okay, as you said, maybe sometime you, you go take care of the garden a little bit or you bring the food and all that. In animation, that would be, well, we have this task and this task and this. What would you prefer to do? What would be your top three? Okay, and then we kind of have algorithms that's going to compare everyone and can kind of use a little bit of AI to assign all of those <laughs> different tasks in a way that will fulfill mo more those uh, artists. So I think th those were very utopic uh, idea a few years ago. And now you realize that, no, it's, it doesn't mean that no. it's going there, but we have everything to uh, in line of right course. now to allow it to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. With the, I didn't think about the, of how the IA also is going to be a huge thing in the next mm -hmm. few years in, in, in management. Yeah, it's funny because I we often have these ideas. Oh my God, those digital robots are going to replace uh, us and, and be the artist. And like, well, in one parallel universe, yeah, maybe. But there's another universe that it can actually help to bring happiness to everyone who's working by helping management team that are, you know, that it's a big challenge to just deliver on time. So employees' happiness, unfortunately, is number five on the list of priorities. Uh, yeah. And way before that, you have you know efficiency and all that. But maybe AI is actually going to do a better job than you know an entire management team, or at least support them properly to reduce distribute the work in a way that all your production floor is going to be happier with what they they have to do. Who knows? That'd be great. Yeah. If it's all about how we use it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a fantastic tool. It's, it's true. It's a double-side word. Short. Is that the proper English term? Double-side uh, sword? Double-edged double sword, I think. Yeah. Oh, OK. Double-edged sword. Yeah, but you can it's, use it very well. I know. It's a hard it's one to pronounce. Anything. I'm with you. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Double-edged. Uh, you, um, you Latin-based speakers are cute. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. Yeah. But you know what? It, 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 we could we could turn the tides and we could just see how awkward it gets if you if you spoke Spanish and French because then I would just fall apart in little bitty pieces. So yeah, and, and we have the excuses that it's our second language. So oh, well, that's my point. My Each point, time you're yeah. struggling on a word, you, you know what's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have one. That's the problem. When I try to pronounce people's names, I I have no I got nothing. Um, Brent, we're usually super late to go to the chat question. How yeah, about I, we try not to be more than six minutes late? <laughs> yeah, I think we could do that. I think we can do that. I think we covered all of the things. Um, naturally, there's going to be some questions that are going to come up uh, that will dig a little deeper into some of the things that we already talked about. Let me um, let me just scan up and just just really quickly, Chad. I had made a, a message um, to everybody a little while ago. Just if you do have a question, put. We we learned we were taught yesterday by some clever people in chat that putting Q and colon in front of everything, or even question colon all in capitals, it makes it a lot easier to pull them out because it's hard to distinguish, distinguish like conversation versus or comment versus question. So if you have a question, please put a Q colon or question colon right in front. I'll see it. Preferably did, all in caps. Did you, just, did you just struggle on distinguished? I did. Okay. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> distinguished. 
<laughs> so here's a good one um because this talks a little bit about the vicious circle people find themselves in which is which is really in from what i've heard and even my own experience definitely um uh, one of the main part one of the, one of the main ingredients to really fully burning out this idea of you know as you start to kind of fatigue you you know you are going to be less productive right and like what does that mean so the question is how how have you felt how have you felt guilty when when you weren't producing work as or as well as, as possible because you had to focus on your mental health if so how did you handle that hmm. that's interesting yeah mm. you know what i mean like it, never... it requires you to say i need to stop and i need to be okay with that because i need to work on fixing what's going on as opposed to just grinding yourself into oblivion because you just keep like going deeper and deeper into that sort of that debt you know yeah, well, um, luckily or unfortunately, my, that wasn't my, my issue. My issue was that I had to keep pushing to stop because I have a tendency to keep going mm -hmm. and, 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 and to create. So, okay. I've been so you weren't me. becoming less productive. You weren't allowing yourself to be, which was no, no, part of the problem, no, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, my problem was that I was producing too much. Right. I was all the time, we're, we're doing this, doing this, doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. I have an interesting take on uh, on this one. If I put myself to a moment of professional uh, exhaustion, and at the time I had no idea what was going on, I had some, I felt, you know, fatigue, la extreme lack of motivation, especially on, uh, on Mondays, lack of inspiration, inability to concentrate for a long period of time, and all those things that you're like, what, what's, what's going on? Um, so, and I was. I just started to rely now. Okay. I was in a director position. Obviously it's way different when you're in a artist, either junior mid-level or, or senior, but basically I just started to rely much more on the, uh, the team. I started to delegate uh, work that I would usually handle myself. So was this part of recognizing that, okay, I don't know what's going on. It, it, it might be a professional exhaustion, but I definitely do not function at the top of my uh, ability. Uh, I'm not going to try to fight it. I'm just going to delegate as much as I can and explain to everyone why I have to delegate this, 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 and this. And at the end of the day, it was the best thing because when I eventually came back after, I would say maybe a three months period to you know peak uh, performance, I had already delegated a lot. A lot of people on my team took more responsibility, which made the following production uh, uh, much uh, easier. And it was something that they were more than happy to uh, to to handle. So sometimes, you know, you can turn a situation uh, into a, a, a positive. You never thought that you could delegate this. You had to. And then you realize that it was the best thing to do <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So um, and so, you know, feeling guilty, it, it's a it, it's a tough uh, it's so personal. I mean, there are some people that are completely narcissistic and nothing is about <laughs> is their fault and they're not feeling guilty about anything. And on the other extreme, you have those that victimize themselves. And, you know, any situation that is even totally out of their control, somehow they will feel guilty uh, about it. So it's just to find the right balance. If you think yourself that you are in this situation that you need to take a break, you know, just... Uh, be transparent, communicate, communicate with transparency, but at, at some point, 
you don't have to care about other people's judgment. It is what it is, and you know what is best for you. If you feel guilt, you need to work on yourself, maybe meditate a little bit. <laughs> uh, and th th that's a different uh, uh, issue, I think, that you might have to, have to deal with. Yeah, that's a very good. I would highlight the, the, the thing of the communication because it's one of the things that, I, that I've seen around that it lacks. And um, mm. we don't we don't teach even in this industry or in the schools how to communicate properly. Well, f first it's good that we're having this conversation because we're normalizing that these kind of things happens. So mm -hmm. once that you are aware of that, communicate. I think that's that's yeah. very key. I hope that's go it's going to be in the curriculum of getting artists production ready to talk about this. If this happens, here's how you should, and maybe have therapist even uh, come in just to explain here's our designs here's you know how to behave in this situation how to here's how to be respectful but respect yourself first here's how to be professional because otherwise you just have no idea how to deal with yeah. that situation yeah, especially absolutely. if you're in a junior mid-level position and you don't want to lose your mm -hmm. job then you know it's just the worst but I would say, let's not wait, please, till the studios decide to bring a therapist in. That's another thing that I would add to what you were, to were saying. Yeah. Like if somebody or if you're going to some kind of mental issue thing, uh, if you're aware of it, apart from communicating and all that, just re reach out for help. It's not bad. Yeah. We have to also help normalize people that there is no, it's not, it's nothing bad happening, really. We all go through mental issues at certain points in our life. And uh, Asking yeah. for help to therapist or psychologist or something that feels right on your alley and your taste in personal work is key. Yeah, I, I think there's a stigma that, you know, what we call mental issues, but it might not be the right term, but it's basically that, you know, your brain does not function at, at peak uh, performance. And, and sometimes there's a... <clears throat> you know either a, a guilt or it's a little bit taboo and it, it's a, people feel like it's a weakness but you know if your car makes a weird sound and you speak <laughs> to the garage you're not going to be to feel weird about it you're just going to go and take the yeah. time to repair it and and that's it uh, just to be recognized that yeah the brain is a complicated machine there's a lot of different things going on there's neurons and there's hormones and all that and yeah it can be unbalanced uh, for many reasons and you just need to get it fixed don't don't feel bad about it yeah yeah but i think that the, one of the biggest problems is that <clears throat> the idea of burnout is a close cousin to uh, melted mental illness and i'm not trying to make a direct comparison here but it is the part of our body the brain unfortunately society is stigmatized people that are having problems with that part because you can't see it someone breaks their leg it's like oh man that's so bad you got a cast how, many, how long are you going to be out for someone says oh i'm actually i'm on a burnout or i'm um you know i i have some other um mental mental uh, sort of like a depression or uh, oh, you know, you, who knows so you mean that you're just lazy right that, that's yes it, well that's exactly it that's the problem it's immediately what happens unfortunately is that there's a stigma to associated with it. And I mean, me mental health professionals have been trying to fight against this for years. It's why Bell here in Canada has the sort of the mental health awareness days and people are supposed to just freely talk about it. But it's, it is awkward. And I think it's because it scares people you know, this idea yeah. of not really. And, and, and so that, that there's that weird, like people tend to be a bit more negative. Like it's not broken bones are, are they sound painful? I've never had one knock on wood, but it uh, it seems like, um, 
something that's uh, that's not pleasant, but it doesn't scare us in, a, in the same way that mental sort of um, mental mental problems actually you know does. It really, I think, affects us in a negative way. So there's just this stigma associated with it. So I think that's the biggest problem is people don't want to admit it that they have to go to the, the, the dealership to like it's like you know getting something really awkward checked at the doctor. You know, and I'm sure many people have lots of stories. There's some things that you might hold hold off on um, telling telling the doctor about just because it's awkward and you don't want to talk about it. Sad, really, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, That's why yeah. I always recommend that a little bit of culture around it is very good. Yeah, exactly. Like, being open, about like it. yeah, being open. First, let's let's talk about it because there's mm. nothing is is nothing bad to talk about this, and 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 the same way that you learn about as you were saying your car. I wouldn't bring it a little bit closer because I don't know anything about cars. I decided <laughs> not to know anything about cars, but I think that we should in this conversation we should know our cars. Or another way to say the same way that you learn about what healthy food, healthy habits, things that makes your life better and how does your whole emotional and mental experience work are good, are very important to know. Yeah. And and we are not familiar with that. We don't live in a culture that that enhances that kind of emotional culture or mental culture. So reading about those things and getting in, getting close to these aspects are also very good to lose the fear to lose the stigma and yeah. realize that yeah it's, it's burning out or stress yeah. or my fear my anxiety my laziness it's not that bad it's not but we have to work it out absolutely because ignoring it is the problem like david said if you if you hear a strange noise in your car don't go on a road trip you know what i mean like go get it checked because honestly if you ignore these things it's not going to get better on its own I had a burnout. I'll save that for another story because I want to get to some of these other questions. But I, I experienced my own version of a burnout, and uh, it was very different. And um, and I'm actually kind of happy it happened to me early in my life because now I know what that feels like, and I have I, the warning signs happen a little earlier, and I can try to avoid it. But uh, I think we should probably have a whole talk just on this one day. Uh, next question I have for you. I'm going to pull one from uh, here. We go. There's one from uh, Sergey. Hey, George. Or Jorge, sorry. How do you? How did the immigration, including the desire to stay in the in the country where you are, where you want to work, added or not to the overall burnout? And how do you feel far from home? Or sorry, and how do you feel far from home for uh, for a long time? Thank you. So, in other words, is the idea of distance from your family and where you grew up uh, a contributing factor to that level of um, it could it could have had something to do with it? No, actually, it was the opposite. I don't really want to get too much into psychological stuff, even though yeah, I love no that problem. shit, as you can probably see. But yeah. no, actually, it helped me. It helped me. It helped me in a different direction. It helped me to heal, okay. yeah. because basically, separate yeah. myself from the issues that were coming from my family, right. the culture that I worked. Yeah, it's like brand new scenario around my life. So that was what yeah. I needed in order to clear up and realize, oh, look at everything that right. it's not that I'm blaming my history there and no, no. I'm blaming, but but living in that situation with with everything that had in my yeah. original country was that was keeping me and 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 right. going in circle, going in circles. I needed I needed to clean that out. That environment was part of the cocktail, the toxic cocktail that was sort of negatively affecting you in a way. So you removing that like from like a cancer removing it from your life you could you could finally feel a little bit of freedom from that negativity i guess yeah or the cork i would say it's like the cork that i have cork. okay (laughs) remove my cork and then things can go out that that makes sense that's interesting to think of it like that it's like that was the main blocker that was like the main thing you deal with this then you could start the path of healing i guess 
Yeah. So for some people, maybe it would be very different. You know, maybe people who do have positive experiences with their, with their, their home and their family life that, that might've made, that could be a contributing factor for sure. For I people. See, of course. Cause yeah. so many people do live far away from where they grew up because, you know, if you happen to be born in a, in a, in a country or even a city or a state that uh, doesn't really have an industry, you're going to move, you're going to move. Cause if yep. you love it, you're going to, you're going to travel to where the work is. So it, it, I've seen a lot of people, they burn out because they're just, they just miss their family too much. All like, right. We have a lot of people yeah, from France common. here in Quebec for obvious reasons, because it's a French speaking province. So naturally it's, if you're going to move to Canada, why not move to Quebec? Like it makes sense. Right. And a lot of them, they stay here for a couple of years. They really like it, but it's like being a wet far away from, from their family for too long is too much to take. They usually move back. Not always, but a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bring a question from, um, because before we have these dreams, um, uh, our community manager, Scott, he ends up sending out, um, a lot of posts about the chat and people have quite a chance to ask questions ahead of time. So I have a couple here I wouldn't mind ta- tackling here to make sure that we get that properly represented in the conversation. I'm just copy and pasting it. Give me a second. There it is. And here we go. So this question is from Coon Animates. How do you plan for your shot? What kind of, re- this is changing changing completely away from the previous topic. That's fine. What kind of resources and inspiration uh, do you look for when you're, when you're just planning, like you create your, what is the, your gay sort of recipe for, for inspiration on a shot? Yeah. And you get 10 uh, seconds and go. And it's <laughs> so easy, right? Yeah. No, no, I, I think, I, I think, I think what I, what I do mainly is to, <clears throat> First, many times I let my, my inner mind to, to speak to me and to see things. So that I, I follow that many times, which I can see that is, is the look for fun many times is, okay, how do I do, how would I do that in a way that is fun? Because that's something that, that I've been trying to do f- every time that I, that I do something or whatever I create. So whatever, I, whatever the system I use is for the sake of enjoying it. So it may be maybe like taking a video reference or maybe doing thumbnails. Um, but what is important to me is that I stay in, a, in my personal way to be and, and, I, and I try to have fun and come up with ideas without, without restriction because it's planning at the end, no? If you don't, if you don't, if you don't get dirty when you are planning mm-hmm. and when you come and play and you try these, these different things, um, when are you gonna do it? Because things, yeah. as as the as the shot overall progress is right, things are starting to get more rigid, and you have to, you have to. So for me, I probably I would say the planning is the most, if not the most, that closest the most creative part of the process where I am aiming for two hundred percent of creative satisfaction, and that comes definitely with a sense of fun. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. The idea of like, when, when, when are you going to do it otherwise? You know, and I think a lot of animators, animators are guilty of just going with the first idea and then animating. And then there's a momentum behind it. You start getting into the splines and then it's like, there's no way I'm going to go change those base poses now because I've already invested too much time. And it's like, it just, it's now or never. It's like play, like think of like how concept artists, you know, like when you take a look at a, an art of like a Pixar, you know, DreamWorks movie and you look at these beautiful art books and you look at the concept part and it's like, 
they really explored in very different directions just to really try to make sure they'd landed on something that was fresh, that felt like a good fit for the pro by the project. Um, they tried things, they experimented. And so animators should think the same way at the beginning of the shot when they're planning, like what, what are the, what are the ways, right? Like being a kid, no, sometimes. Yeah, like, be a kid. Yeah, totally. yeah just, just play, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Fun. Bringing it back to having fun, right? Like you just like, like yeah. we, started, we started this whole conversation about with like, how do you find the fun again? And that would be part of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brett, we have a pretty interesting question yeah. from uh, Pedar that I think that could bring a lot of value because we've been talking a lot about it, but most people that didn't went through it uh, might have no idea what I, this... I saw that question, but I, I felt like we already we, we already answered it. Didn't, oh. didn't we? Like, what, what does it feel like? What are the symptoms of burnout? Yeah. This one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think we did. Didn't we? Didn't we already cover that? Like, like what were the signs that you were burning out? I don't know. I mean, like we can uh, talk about it. Uh, I could. That's I could, my uh, personal way of feeling burnout. That doesn't mean that everybody yeah, yeah, sure. feels burnout. Okay, well, okay, I, th David. I, th I think it's good to go in the uh, specific. I'll, I'll go, go first, and, and I'd like to compare with uh, okay. you guys because it okay, is very sure. specific. And and before okay. you went through it, it's to me there's there's like three level. Uh, when we say uh, work exhaustion, for me, it's like level one. It is what I think I, I experienced. Then burnout would be a, a level uh, above that, and then like depression would be the third uh, uh, level. So what I think hmm. is experience is like the number one level of first of all it started overnight like literally the day after we delivered the project uh adrenaline kept me mm. kept me like you know ongoing for many months and literally within 24 hours the first symptom uh kicked in the first thing is like immune system just gone i had a mm. cold a mild cold that lasted for at least two months. And I'm usually never sick. Cold. Like okay, I've one small cold every other year for two days and that's it. This one just didn't want to, 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 to go you, uh, anywhere. Are you sure that you're not COVID-19 patient zero? I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just that, saying. That, that was way before enough. So to not yeah. be really. Is it too early? Is that too early? We can't make COVID-19 jokes yet. Okay. My bad. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I would say no concentration, uh, the brain fog, however we, we, we want to uh, to describe it, but having not being able to concentrate on anything more than five, 10 seconds uh, was another uh, uh, another thing. The, the f constant fatigue, um, no, you, you get up in the morning and you feel that you're still tired. You don't feel that you're well uh, rested. Uh, and the no motivation, which means that you have a lack of dopamine, you, you don't look forward to accomplish the stuff the motivation that you usually get from that just seems to have disappeared uh and the inspiration i mean usually you're like okay i brainstorm i have a lot of good ideas now i just have nothing i'm looking at a blank page and there's just no new ideas that are coming in so and all this kind of contribute to a lack of enjoyment of life in in general this is like if you can sum it up at level one you can imagine that depression is like way more but but for me it, this is what it looked like and, and before you go through it you you, you have no idea what, what it actually does feel like i don't know you for you Jorge, how uh, how it felt uh the more or less what i commented before was something similar like the the, the mental fog the the body the body pains uh, i think that when you go through burning out there's like a like a general pain that pain, mentally pain, 
uh, emotional pain and, and body pain, how this is manifested, like pe people getting sick like you, for example, can happen. Uh, mm. if, if it goes and expands beyond your body, you can see how your relationships can also start to, to get affected, your, uh, your work uh, relationships as well. So, but I think it's, it's a good sum, sum of what, what you've done. Like it goes, it goes in your own experience and, yeah. and it's, it's foggy. It's not, it's painful and it's foggy. Yeah, and I think this this is why for me it's important to put specific specifically mm. what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. So in Don't the audience, sure. if you feel anything of what we've been described for many days in a row, ask yourself if you've been pushing yeah. a little bit too much the uh, the engine. It's a good point. It's like you don't know where the breaking point is until you get there. And if you can find if, if you can at least hear these words and like see them as, as sort of a cautionary tale so that you can maybe make make take action. I mean, my, my personal experience, I didn't think I was gonna be talking about it today, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw it really quickly. The basically, it was very weird. It was sudden, like, um, like, um, kind of like overnight, the way that you described it in a way, David, but that but with hindsight, I should have seen it coming a bit more, because I was getting these weird moments. I'll never forget the first the moment, the first moment that I looking back on it now that I knew that I was going through something is I was in a meeting, I was teaching at a college at the time, and we were having a fac faculty meeting and in the middle of the meeting. I'll never forget it. I was looking down at my feet while I was listening to someone go, you know, talking about the plan for the next year. And it suddenly felt like I was like, because you could talk about like mental fog, but it was like that, but like the kind of mental fog you have when you're inebriated. It felt like this. It was sudden. It was, I was suddenly completely like that weird fog you get when you're drunk or, you know, you're, you're under some sort of substance. That is how it felt. And it, it was weird because I was nowhere near a bar. I, I was in the middle of the day. I hadn't had a drink in forever. There was nothing going through my body. So why do I suddenly feel like this? And it was almost like I had a bit of a buzz too. It was like a buzzing feeling. And I was like, okay. And then it was, it was kind of almost amusing at first. And then I started to panic because it was like not wearing off. And I remember walking home in this weird state of like feeling like I was in this weird um, glass vial and like the people around me, I could, I felt like I didn't connect with them. I felt like I was, I think I know now I was going through some sort of thing that people will, will just, uh, I think I was, I would, they would describe it as disassociation. I was somehow, my brain was disassociating from my own reality. And I was almost like looking in on myself. And it was, it was, I, w I went to bed and um, thinking, oh, maybe I just need some sleep. I woke up still feeling like that. And, um, and eventually it wore off and I don't know why. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Maybe it's just something I ate, but it happened again one day at work. And when it happened, it ha hit even harder. And David said, you were looking at the screen, looking for motivation at work. I looked at the screen. I was looking at Maya. I didn't understand what the buttons did. I'm not even kidding. I was looking at the same software that I looked at for years and years, and I couldn't tell you. I, I'm like, I need to animate the shot, but I don't even know how I even start animating. I don't remember where you get the files. I don't remember. And I looked at my, I just looked around. I looked at my buddy that was sitting next to me. His name is Bruno. He will only remain Bruno because I don't wanna, I don't wanna drag him into this. And he looked at me and I said, he's like, Are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not okay. And he goes, he looked at me. He was like an angel, I swear to you. He looked at me dead in the eye and he said, you need to leave 
and you got you need to go do something that Brent George wants to do. You need to go. Don't do any work. Don't even think about work today. Just go. He's he looked at me with these eyes of understanding, like he saw in my eyes something that he had gone through before, and he just was like, "You got to go do it." I so I immediately walked out that door. I caught the next bus to go home and visit my family. On the way home, that feeling melted away from me. But it was the beginning of the. Uh, it was. It was. It was still. I wasn't out of it. It got a lot darker, and I was able to dig my my way out of that that hole. But that's how it started for me. It was mm-hmm. this weird disassociation. I felt consistently connected, disconnected from from everything, including my job, including everybody around me. It was yeah. very very scary. That, that, that's the amazing and scary thing with the brain. When everything yeah. goes right, you yeah. don't even notice that it's there. It's just exactly. your perception of reality is just normal. And then yep. there's this unbalance. Is it hormone? Is it what it is? Is it the connection between the? I don't know what it is, but when something you know weird yeah. happens, like wait, what? <laughs> yep. What is this? It, it's it can be pretty scary when it yep. happens out it, of nowhere. It, It can absolutely because you just feel and you start to worry. Am I going to feel normal again? Like no, exactly normal? because you have no idea. Is am my motivation is going yeah. to ever come again? Exactly. Am I going to be able to enjoy yep. work ever Lots again? Self doubt, absolutely. And and the only way back is to take a moment for yourself. That's like the only way and allow yourself to want to go back to work. If I mean, and I and this thing, and this goes back to that question about do you feel was guilt a factor and not being always productive? Some people unfortunately are not in a position or they don't work for a company where they can take enough time off to repair. Mm-hmm. And that's another problem. Right. Going back to the stigma of it all, it's like, how do you, you know? It's like if someone had pneumonia and they were in the hospital for two weeks, the work is going to understand. But are they going to understand if you need time to repair from a mental burnout? Mm-hmm. Depends on who you work for. Yes, yeah, that's true. I, yeah. I think things are changing because we're having this conversation now and then and, and and it's little by little is coming up and it's becoming a, a yeah. thing. And I, yeah. I can see I've been talking to people who is growing up myself, I brought it up and, and I, I couldn't work it with people. But that same thing is like uh, at least communicate that's why yeah. same thing we said before. When you feel that it's happening, communicate to people. Yeah. So that can help you to create a better environment. To, Absolutely. It starts with the conversation. It starts by being open about it, right? I mean, because even yeah. if you are in a situation where you can't like take the time, I got some news for you. You're going to have to find a way. The only way out of it is to do it. And like, it may seem impossible to take the time, but what's the alternative? Like completely you know, but, breaking? You know, like, I mean, what? But I will say something that is important to keep in mind. When you're in that situation, you're going to see most most probably you're going to see that there is no way out. There is no way I can talk to my... Because you're going to feel that out. way, yeah. You're, of course, you're going to think that that no matter what, most probably you are in a negative, uh, let's say, perspective or you have a negative vision. So that's why you have to step away from that and not follow that yeah. that negativity yeah. and and hope that, that by talking about it, because you... It, it happened. People, if if you are honest about it, probably most probably people are going to feel it that, that you are going through something, and that can open the door. Yeah. So yeah. so it's good to observe the possibility that when you're in a situation like that, mm. your vision and the possibility to mm-hmm. to heal it exactly. may look bad. Exactly. May your look judgment very bad. is being affected. Unfortunately, your judgment is being affected yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So just better start to talk about it and ask for help. Yeah. 
Yeah. And maybe try to remember this conversation we just had and know that you're not alone. And there are other people out there probably sitting around you that have got experience they may not talk about it, but they probably have. And so you have to accept it and just know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, but you have to choose to walk towards it. You know, not yeah. the, not the other, not that light at the end of the tunnel, the one that's like the, the positive one <laughs> getting better and like, Jeez, <laughs> is it hot in here? Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good that you specify <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. Hey, yeah, yeah. Like... <sighs> Don't walk towards the light. The, the, the other one, the other light. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Trying to be inspirational. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I fail. Awesome. So um, we're out of time. It's five minutes afterwards. Um, time does fly during these. It's crazy that an hour and a half can go by so quickly, but it's uh, a symptom of a good conversation and, and, um, and uh, awesome human beings. So um, thank you very much, Jorge, for being here. Um, honestly, it means a lot to everybody. It means, it means a lot to David and I, the entire community, that you would take time out of your day and also to take time to talk about personal things. Like you, you put you put it out there, right? Like not everyone's comfortable to do that. And I think it requires brave people to, to speak out so that other people can learn from that because it's wisdom and self-appreciation and self-care comes from, you know, just being told to, to do it. And like, you know, sometimes yeah, we, all have to, we all have to talk about these things. We have to, we absolutely have to. And I'm really am inspired that you're building a, a school. Literally. I, I like to think of it more like a church, a church. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a farm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, a farm. Village farm church, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> I mean, my point is, is that like, it is, it is a new way of thinking about things and, and, and why not teach people at the beginning? to think like that so that they can start expecting that from other companies. And I think that's interesting because as David said, you know, as we rebuilding the new reality that we live in, this new production reality, and with those, a lot of those borders being torn down, a lot of people have also, because a lot of people touched depression over the last couple of years, for sure. It doesn't, you know, it, there's nothing quite like a pandemic and a lockdown globally. People aren't allowed to travel, see family, go out to a bar and hang out with friends. Like these things, have taken its toll. And so people have gotten a lot more close to the darker side of, of their personalities. And I think that because of that, they're looking for something, a, a better life, a, a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. I, I think they've had time maybe to think about it a bit more. And yeah. this industry has been proven that it can make that flexibility happen. So I think, as I, say, I keep saying it over and over again, there are some dinosaurs in this winter, in this nuclear winter that are not going to survive. They're going to go extinct. Some of these companies that do not adapt. And because you got a market of people that want it, we got yeah. people like Jorge, they're teaching people from the beginning to expect it, to demand it. Mm -hmm. And we have we have a means. We have the technical means to make it happen. Now the will is there. We just have to we have to move towards it. Really. So and you know I what? Honestly, there is studios as well, like you guys that yeah, no, are that, yes. working towards like that yeah, as well. With, exactly. Naturally, so. there are people that are building places that the people can go and work. Um, they're they're going to be proactive and they're going to be thinking the same thing because they want to build a new a new place to work that's like that. So I think with all of these things and people talking about it, maybe together we can we can build that new world together. So thank you for being part of that, your guy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Also, I like to say that what the the work that you guys have been doing is fantastic. In many ways, not just as a studio and the philosophy that I'm knowing that there's behind the studio. Also, as a community and with this kind of events and spaces for people to talk about these things, yeah. it's super, super helpful for everybody. So I think that you guys are doing a huge contribution to to the industry in general, but also in general to the to the culture of the world that we live in.
And you know what the best part is? We're having fun while we're doing it. Yeah. You see what I did no. there? I framed the whole conversation. Oh, my yeah, God. <laughs> you, you redeemed yourself <laughs> from the super you. dark. Thank, thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well done. Bro. Okay. Well, I'll see you guys uh, later. Hopefully we'll uh, see you around Jorge. Your energy is always appreciated. So um, you're amazing. Have an amazing re rest of your day out in the West Coast. Your thank beautiful you. bag, you know, scenery. He, he showed me his scenery from his, from his desk the other day to make me jealous. And it made me jealous. Yeah. So enjoy yeah. that for all of us. And uh, I'll see you both on the next one. Cheers. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you. That was great. Bye-bye. Okay, well, another conversation with and yet another uh, amazing hour and a half that flew by in a heartbeat. So hopefully you will learn something from this. We really put a lot of our dirty dirty laundry out there today to, to talk a little bit about um, a very touchy subject that a lot of people don't know how to talk about. So we're hoping that if we are going to be just dumping out there that you feel comfortable talking about it uh, with the people that you care about. Um, I think that if we, we encourage people and, and you know to, to be open about this and not you know suffer in silence like so many people do um, maybe we can make this industry a little safer to be in um, because I mean I've had I've had burnout myself I've also had employees that are definitely going through things that are difficult and um, it's not easy either way the only, but I, I tell you one thing we are we're in it together right as a human race at the very least and maybe um, maybe a bit more specifically in this small family that we consider animation. I think we um, we need to support each other and make sure that you know that we look out for each other and make sure that people know that it's okay and that you know that they they um, that people need to take time and take care of themselves because it's not worth it. It's the one thing I could tell you right now. It is not worth it pushing yourself beyond that limit and r maybe even souring the entire industry and like this this craft that you love so much. It could turn because your body and your mind have a way of you know building allergic reactions to things that are unhealthy. Um, and um, if, if your animation career ends up being an an emotionally and intellectually unhealthy for you, um, you might lose your grip on it because you, you, it's just as a, as a defense mechanism. So you got to, you know, if you, if you love it that much, you got to, you got to learn to let go a little bit. Okay, so um, I think that on that big, deep, profound note, I'm going to see everyone on the next one. As a, as a, a little reminder, Sunday evening, uh, we are doing our 10.30 p.m. Um, um, uh, live review um, um, stream on, on my channel, which is um, a, a, um, at over, over underscore animated um, on, on Twitch TV. You can also find us at agora.community slash live. Um, these are the community reviews that we're doing as a kind of a prototype. Um, if you want to be part of this, you'll need to, um, um, I think it's, it's Wednesday today, isn't it? Is it Wednesday today? Yes, yeah, Wednesday today. So you still have time, I think. If you take a look at Instagram and Facebook, Scott has been putting out a Google form that you can fill out to have to submit your work and your um, candidacy to be nominated as somebody being reviewed it's always random so it is a lottery put your name in if you don't win one week and you still want to do it put your name in the next week we're going to keep doing it over and over and over again so look for that and fill it out um scott's not in chat right now so he's not going to be um the handy handy person he usually has to drop that that link but you'll find it trust me so and if you um if you missed your chance to do that then come out and hang out and um join the conversation as we take a look at this stuff together it's always a it's always a blast taking a look at uh, people um, taking um, their you know steps towards um, self improvement in this uh, very complicated and very thing. I'll look at you guys. I love you guys. Thanks for that.
Um, yeah, crab crab nuts and A to the J are like literally duking out for like the number one Agora community uh, member. I don't know, man. I don't know what you're gonna. I could, we're gonna have to have like a knighting ceremony where you got to get knighted for the month as being like the one. <laughs> so thank you. That's the form. Go ahead and fill it out. And if you want, you can uh, join the stream. Um, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Conversation, uh, sorry, Q&As are always Tuesday, night, Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. That's David and I. Sometimes we bring in a special guest. Um, and again, the Sunday, it's 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard are the, uh, the streams. Have a good one. Stay animated. See you guys around. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. Agora Community is a free resource for artists in the animation, visual effects and gaming industries, providing daily educational material, free rigs and assets. We also have a range of experts you can purchase affordable animation reviews from to help you level up your skills. You can check it all out at agora.community. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn for updates on upcoming conversations and free animation quick tips. So. Until next time, stay tuned and stay animated.